for just about everything for the outdoors. Go to MidwayUSA.com. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome to the Fall Podcast, where the focus is on deer hunting, tips, tricks, tactics, and stories from across the Midwest. And now, here is your host, Aaron Blisey. Welcome to the Fall Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Blisey, and this is episode number five. On today's episode, I'm joined by Lucas Mashtair from Arcus Hunting, and we're talking broadheads from Ramcat. We break down all the broadheads that Ramcat offers and all the features that make them the best fixed blade on the market. And also we're gonna be doing a broadhead giveaway. I'm gonna make a post on Wednesday, June 6th on the Fall Podcast Instagram page. All you have to do is go follow the Fall Podcast Instagram page and tag three friends on that post and that automatically puts you into the drawing for the Ramcat original broadhead pack. I'm gonna announce the winner at the end of next week's podcast. So you better tune into that so you know if you win the pack of original Ramcat broadheads. So with that being said, let's get Lucas on and start talking broadheads. All right, welcome to the Fall Podcast. And today on the show, I'm joined by Lucas Mashter from Arcus Hunting. Lucas, what's going on, man? Hey, Aaron. Thanks for having me on today. Just uh, j- just excited to talk to you and uh, be part of the podcast. Talk a little bit about broadheads with you. Yeah, for sure. So today, I really want to break down the broadhead, not so much debate, but you know there is a debate out there, fixed blade and mechanical. And, you know, this year I've been I've been really wanting to get into a fixed blade broadhead, and you work for Arcus Hunting, and they have a very good fixed blade that I want people to know more about, and I've been testing it out. So, you know, without further ado, can you tell us a little bit about um, Arcus Hunting who they are, you know, and and what you do with with the brand Ramcat. Absolutely. So Arcus Hunting is the parent company of a bunch of archery and archery consumable products. So we are the parent company of Ramcat Broadheads, of course, uh, Obsession Bows, Trophy Taker, Tinks Hunting Products, Denwin, and uh, recently we just acquired Rack One from from the Kiefer Brothers. Um, so so as the parent company of Ramcat, I do a lot of the marketing um, duties for for that brand and we want to truly make it a uh, well-known brand and, and established in the industry it's already kind of developed a track record for itself for um, for its accuracy and penetration but really there's so much detail that goes into these broadheads that people overlook and um, and I mean I'd, I'd be happy to share those with you today cool man and I kind of got ahead of myself 
I want you to tell me a little bit about yourself also before we get too far into this. So if you could break down who you are, what you do for Arcus Hunting, and kind of where you're from. Okay. My name is Lucas Manister. Um, I'm the market manager for uh, Arcus Hunting. My job role kind of varies. So I wear several hats. Um, I run all of our social media pages for all the brands. So that's about 14 pages altogether. Um, I also run the Arcus Ambassador Program. I do a lot of um, partner relations and uh, a little content development and uh, creation myself. And then um, just kind of spread the word about the products that we have available in all the lines. That's awesome, man. How did you how did you get it involved with Arcus? Were you in the industry before, and you know where where did that all start? So so uh, it's kind of a funny story. So when after I got the the military, I was in the army for um four, four years, and uh, when I got out, I kind of wanted to tailor my uh, career to get back into the hunting because I I really didn't have much uh, opportunity to hunt while I was in the in the military. So I went to Clemson university and got my degree in sports management and marketing. And during that time period, I actually, uh, spent it, um, working at a, a plantation in South Carolina called the Clinton house plantation. And, um, we did uh, food plots and I, I'd help them from time to time with events. They did, uh, they kind of got me in, into the hunting industry kind of short, short term, even though I worked for, for free for at least the first year there. But then, um, it kind of, kind of spun over to um once i graduated i graduated in about two and a half years and uh started working for georgia dnr as a hunting and shooting education specialist so we taught a lot of um archery and uh, shooting sports programs to the state and uh, they actually integrated into the school systems throughout the state so so basically i was doing train the trainer um event so we would teach like ag agriculture classes of uh, about 50 students hunter education so we're just expanding the growth of hunters in the state of georgia and then from there i I really just wanted to get into the private sector um of of the hunting industry so i i really focused on where my degree was and uh and landed with arcus so i was really really excited about the opportunity and grew up with several of the brands like tanks and dead downwind so it kind of was twofold and i and um you couldn't be happier at the moment Man, that's awesome. You so you were you part of like the group that when you were with the DNR, like helping and getting the getting archery into the school the school systems down there. Yeah, yes, yeah, I, I was one of the um, NAS. Well, I was a NAS specialist trainer. So basically, we'd go go do train the trainer events throughout the different school systems. Um, I had twenty two and a half counties on the eastern coast of Georgia. So I was actually. Uh, stationed at the university at Georgia Southern University over there. So I worked uh, closely with their um, collegiate archery team over there, as well as um, all the students that would come and use that facility because they, they actually developed um, one of the first one of the first uh, archery facilities on a college campus that was directly linked to shooting sports. And then um, I thought that was kind of a, a cool opportunity. That is a cool opportunity and really passing it down, you know, really getting the younger generation in. And when I went through high school, I would have loved if there was archery in our school, but, you know, there wasn't. So, and then actually right after I left, I think they developed an archery kind of program through our high school. And I was like, man, that would have, 
that'd have been awesome to be able to go to school and shoot your bow at school. <laughs> oh, absolutely. It's it's amazing to see the scholarship opportunities and stuff that, that come from it. And then there's been several other uh, programs that have kind of spliced off of that, like the S3DA program, for instance. Um, we actually became a, a, a title sponsor for that event this year. And um, so we uh, actually on the obsession bow side of things. So because we have the hashtag post, so it, it kind of made uh, made it kind of neat. So we, we're we're slightly tied into the NAS program, but it's more of a it's more of a better focus on hunting after the NAS program because that's more of Olympic style archery, and then it integrates into IBO and in uh, hunting. So it's kind of kind of neat how it transitions. That's really cool, man. That's that's really awesome. So you. You've kind of, I mean, you, you were in the service for four years, which is awesome. And that's great. And I, I, you know, thank you for your service. That, that's, I never, I didn't know that about you. So I'm learning as we go here too. <laughs> so, and then, uh, then you trans, you went to school to, at Clemson and then you went to the, in the DNR, Georgia DNR, and, and now you're here at Arcus. So that, that's kind of your path in a nutshell, huh? Oh yeah, yeah. In a nutshell, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it kind of kind of worked out. I mean, I had to stumble a little bit to get there, but but uh, I got there and couldn't, couldn't be happier. It's a great group of guys. Um, I know we've been working with a uh, hatch marking a lot this year on on several projects, so that's been fun. And then. Um, I mean, there's a lot of, it's kind of see, neat to see how the products unfold and, and what, what comes in each year and, and uh, kind of see how folks brainstorm and work together to deliver products that are a little bit different than others. Yeah. That is really cool to see, see the back end of it and which a lot of hunters out there that aren't really in the industry and the side that you and I are in, they don't get to see the back side of things like the the process of the the print ads the the commercials the behind the scenes kind of stuff like that and it's really cool to actually see that and that's why I like sitting down with guys like yourself and going through what we're going to go through today and these Ramcat broadheads because I think I found a really good broadhead that I'm really going to test out this year and, and use so to go back a little bit so so you work for Arcus Hunting and Today I want to talk about these Ramcat broadheads. I've, you know, I've, I've been wanting to get into a fixed blade. I've been shooting mechanicals since 2009, um, and honestly, you know, everybody says with the faster bows you can't tune a fixed blade. Well, I, I honestly stopped looking for fixed blades since 2009 because I really couldn't find one that I could tune. And you know, I, I tried some muzzies and. Every time I'd shoot them, I'd have to sight my bow in for the broadheads. And I'm like, this is a pain in the neck. Like, I do not want to do that. I want to find something where I can put it on there and not have to worry about it. And I shot these. I got three of them here um, that I've dulled up pretty good because <laughs> I've shot them so much into the target. But I shot them the other night, you know, and I shot them up to 45 yards. And they are flying. I'm not kidding just as good as my field points it is unbelievable yeah that that's really a ram cap's claim to fame and honestly it's it's all in the feral design so basically that feral design it causes 
the blades did not play a factor in it, except for the cutting, obviously. But the ferrule design has a concave scoop tip in the front, so it allows by design not to uh, wind plane whatsoever. So whether you shoot it with one blade, two blades, three blades, or no blades, it's still going to shoot in quarter-sized groups at, at that yardage. So the concave scoop, can can you break down the concave scoop a little bit? Just because obviously where nobody can really see it like can you can you paint a picture for everybody what it what it looks like yeah so so the concave scoop is basically three um indents essentially that that look like a scoop shape at the tip tip of your uh your ferrule so basically what that does is it, it takes it takes uh, the air and pushes it outward. So upon impact, the airfoil system expands the body mass outwards and away from the broadhead. So it allows you for deeper penetration and a more true flight in the air. Um, so, I mean, that thing is very unique the way it's designed just because it's pushing air outwards. So when you, when you say uh, the cutting diameter on a broadhead, it's basically based off the radius from what you'd see from the middle of the ferrule to the end of the tip of the tip of the blades, essentially. So when you're looking at the Ramcat, because of that ferrule design, the cutting diameter doesn't truly matter because it's going to do about double that because of the air air pressure that's pushed outwards and over the blades. So you're going to have more more like a two to three inch cutting diameter, depending on what animal you're shooting at and how much uh, sur- surface area there truly is with that with that species. So I think that's a very unique factor to the Ramcat that a lot of other broadheads don't have. So I'm going to break this down a little bit and correct me if I'm wrong. This is just kind of me spitballing. So the Ramcat, is it the Ramcat original broadhead? Yeah. So, so it was, it was named the original, um, by, uh, the creator, Brett Fulton, just because it, it just stuck. So it was originally called the Ramcat Ramcat. But now, but, but but because that uh, just doesn't make sense right now, it's called the Ramcat original just because it, some things were just too good to change at the time. Okay, so and that's kind of the flagship broadhead that you guys have for a fixed blade? It is, it is. And, um, and they actually had to develop another broadhead because, um, and we'll get into that more when we go over the blades, but in a couple states it is deemed a mechanical rather than a fixed. Okay, so the Ramcat original, so what you were saying by the cutting diameter, now it's a three-blade, and it only comes in a three-blade, correct? Correct, correct. yes, sir. So you, it, what is it, inch and three-eighths cutting diameter, technically? Yes, it's an inch and three-eighths, and then uh, for the 100-grain broadhead, and then the 125 version of it, it's an inch and a half. So inch and three-eighths, so now if you look at like a two-blade, you know, mechanical, and I'm just trying to compare and contrast here, so if that's like a, let's say it's a two-inch cut, realistically this inch and three eighths is cutting more surface than that two blade two inch cut correct correct because just because of you know the, the amount of hole i mean it's boring a hole through it but it's got three blades and it's just covering more surface area right yep and that in that concave scoop so if you're to think of if you're to think of like a like a hydrofoil for instance like if you're to think of like like a boat moving through the water, how how it pushes the water and displaces it outwards. That's the same thing. It, it is what the feral design for the Ramcat does to an animal. So it just pushes it outwards over the blades. So you're going to have more, depending on how, bit, how large the surface area is of that animal, it's just going to be a larger larger cut. We had a we had a 
we have two uh, Ramcat exclusive um, outfitters over in Africa, and uh, we had this one image of a kudu that had a four-inch hole in it in the side of it because of the the Ramcat original. And ever since um, since that, they've only allowed Ramcats on that on that uh, on that ranch. So I thought that was kind of interesting, but it was neat because you could see you could see it blowing up. They took a still shot of the video. And you can see the fletchings on the end and just the, the massive hole in the entrance wound just surrounding the thing. You could barely even make out the fletching because of it. That's crazy. So so the airfoil you were talking about. So now let's say, let's picture that it's going into a whitetail. Let's just say whitetail. Now, as it's cutting the meat through the whitetail, the airfoil is like pushing the meat away. And it's not actually, once it goes past it's not actually making the meat come back and touch the arrow, correct? Yeah, correct. It's just it's just making a devastating hole. I mean, the entrance wounds are generally, I mean, they're they're pretty significant on these broadheads. And then, and then with any other broadhead, any you know competitor, like so when when that broadhead goes in, the meat obviously tears away, but then it contracts back to the arrow, correct? Correct. Yes, sir. So so. I mean, you're obviously not getting as good as penetration with those other broadheads because that meat, as it comes back and contracts to the arrow, I would think is going to slow it down a little bit, right? Yeah, so, yeah, because basically, when when Brett Fulton designed the Ramcat, he did an industry study and he wanted to know exactly what folks wanted out of a out of a broadhead, and the two things that people wanted the most were accuracy and penetration. So he really honed in on that and. I mean, you have the you have them flying just like a field point because of the feral design, but you also have the penetration because of the feral design at the same time, just because of the way way it's concave scooped in the front like that. That's crazy, and probably my favorite feature about this broadhead is that the blades are sharp on both ends. So yes. if a if if it goes in the animal and it pops back out, it's cutting on the way back out of that animal. And I love that feature. Can you explain a little more about that? Yes. Yeah, so, um, so, so really, I mean, and, and this is featured on both the Ramcat original and the Diamondback. So in the Diamondbacks, the true, true fixed blade that came out last year. Um, so the, the, the back cut te- technology is actually found on both the Ramcat original and the Diamondback. So, what that does is if you don't have a clean pass through, you're actually going to do just as much damage working its way back out. So the neat thing about that is because on the Ramcat original, the the screws are actually counterclockwise. So upon impact, it'll loosen up those heads and they'll rotate in the other direction. So you'll do just as much damage cutting back out because they're surgically sharpened blades on both ends or both sides. So the blades will essentially they'll like it'll be it'll almost like be an overtop expandable if it comes back out it's going to pop the blades you know back the other way and you've got clean blades that have not went through anything and they're going to cut on the way back out you're saying yep absolutely and they're in the cantilever too so they hang over the the shaft so you can just imagine like a scalpel working working its way in both directions so what that's going to do is going to leave you with a faster recovery a more ethical kill and it's also going to increase uh, blood loss. So, I mean, it's going to be easier to track that animal. You're going to find it faster, and you know that it's going to do just as much damage even after the fact. 
That's awesome. And that design right there is probably my favorite design. I mean, this broadhead, I'm holding it in my hand right now, and this broadhead has got so many cool little features to it, and they're all effective. And I love the you know, the, the double blade there basically. And cause you just know, if, I mean, how many times you not get a pass through? I mean, you get, you don't get pass throughs all the time and, and that deer's running through the woods or something and it, and it hits a tree and pops it back out. It's cutting on the way out. I love that. Just in case the stars don't align, the, the technology might do it for him. Now tell me this, are you a fixed blade or mechanical guy? I'm a fixed blade guy. So do you shoot the Ramcat original? No, I actually, I, I have, um, but I'm actually, I'm a big fan of the Diamondback just because it one the blades on the, the Ramcat are a little oversized, so they're a little tougher to deal with in the quiver. But um, I mean, the Diamondback has, still has a devastating uh, cutting diameter. It's got the same feral designs, has the same back cut technology, still has the arrow or fire knock, uh, Aero concentric technology on it too, so the so you don't have to keep tightening up your broadhead on the shaft of your arrow, so it's completely concentric with it. So I mean, it has all the same features; it just has that true fixed blade design to it. So I kind of okay. like the tradition. I like the tradition behind it. So let's break down the Diamondback then. So Ramcat offers this broadhead called the Diamondback, and I believe it was an inch and inch inch and one sixteenth cut diameter. Yep, it's an inch and one sixteenth for the hundred grain, and then one one and a half for uh, the one twenty five grain. And do you do you offer all these broadheads in deep six? Yes, um, the well everything except for the Savage Mechanical. So so the original is offered in deep six, and same with the Diamondback because I actually shoot the deep six. Okay, can you explain the deep six a little bit for anybody that doesn't know what a deep six is? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, so actually, it was a. Uh, Deep Six is a technology that was created by Easton, um, and they have specialized inserts that require uh, specialized broadheads for a smaller diameter arrow. So I believe I shoot the FMJ carbons, which are four millimeter arrows, and that requires a smaller and lengthier um, insert for that broadhead. So, so uh, it's it's a little little bit different. The only thing that you'll lose on a Ramcat going to a deep six would be the arrow arrow fire knock um, concentric technology on it because it, it just wouldn't work with that design, unfortunately. But um, besides that, it's just as effective as the other ones to say the least. But I, I really do. I'm a big fan of those micro diameter arrows and um, it honestly leads to more pass throughs. Um, I remember actually is when it's when Brandon and the guys from Hatch were down here. We shot at a brand new block target, and I was shooting the I was shooting actually that same setup, the Diamondback uh, hundred grain with a uh, it was a heavier arrow, it was a four hundred spine arrow of the four millimeter full metal jacket, and um, complete pass through on the first shot at forty five yards with a with a diamondback so i thought that was pretty impressive because that that is pretty impressive that before so we took a bunch of pictures and i mean it it was pretty uh it's pretty neat to see see it in action to say the least okay well very cool so the diamondback now that the difference between that and the ramcat original is the blades on the diamondback are you know it's 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 what you kind of, when you picture, I'm just going to say a muzzy. You know, when yes. you look at a muzzy, it's it's like that. But now the Ramcat original, it almost looks like a deployed mechanical. 
Yes, it does. It does. So that's kind of the difference with them, right? Yep, absolutely. So the reason why we had to come out with the Diamondback, I mean, it's a great design. I, I obviously love it. Um, the reason they had to do that, so there's three states that deemed the original as a fixed era, as a mechanical broadhead, and that was Idaho, Oregon, and Alaska. You can't use mechanicals in those three states. So we had to come out with a true fixed blade. So that's where the Diamondback came into play. Okay. Well, and it's still got the concave scoop design and the airfoil yep. system. Mm-hmm. So basically, you're just getting a true fixed blade with that, and it still does have the back, uh, the back, back the back of the blades or the back cut, right? Yep, and they're they're still just as sharp. Um, they all so all of these broadheads have um, they're all surgically sharpened blades. Um, they're all point zero three two inch in blade thickness. So I mean, they're very. They're they're essentially scalpels on the end of your arrow at the end of the day. So I mean they're they're made to cut and that's what they're gonna do. Yeah. That that's that's they're they're mean looking. I I like how they look. They just and when they're on the end of an arrow, they look they they just look mean and they do. When I shot them the other day, man, I I kinda back back tuned them anyway. I started at twenty yards, shot a couple and I'm like, Okay, they're flying really good. Went to thirty five, shot them, and they hit perfect. Then I went to 44, and I shot two arrows, and, I mean, I'm hitting softball size, and this is the first time I've shot all summer. So, me being weak, <laughs> I shot, and and they're flying so good. There's no arrow kick or nothing, and um, I, was, I was really impressed. And I'm not going to shoot much over 45 yards, if at all, you know. Um, I try to get close, close shots. You know, I'm not the best archer, but... You know, I'm I'm still trying to get them as close as I can. Oh, absolutely! I, I think that'll they, they truly helped me. Like, I mean, I had never truly heard of a Ramcat before I came over to Arcus. So, so I'm the type of person I'm very detail oriented, and I probably have the have the military to blame for that, which isn't a bad thing. <laughs> but I like to anything that I shoot. I want to put my hands on, I want to know how it works and I want to know how it operates. I mean, I have to write content about this stuff and I have to know what it does and how it performs and what does the thing it does. And, um, so that was one thing that I enjoyed, especially with the, the Ram catch was to see Brett, Brett's, uh, design and see how it works, how it operates, um, the results it provides and, and just why it is and why it has a reputation it has in the industry. And that's because it's just a, a mean little broadhead. Yeah. I'm the same way you are, man. I like having something in my hand. That's when I learn the most about it. You know, I, I'm not one to sit there and like read about a lot of things. I hate sitting there reading and I just get, I just get bored. But if I can sit there and like dissect it and really just like test it and get it dirty, like that's, that's when I learn the most about it. Oh, absolutely. It's the best way to do it. I mean. Yep. So, okay, I want I want to make a transition to this other broadhead. It's called the Ramcat Single Bevel Grind. Now, this little guy, we did some tests on this a couple weeks ago with Ballistics Gel. Now, we did the Ramcat original, and then we shot this this single bevel grind broadhead. And now this one's, is it an inch cut? Is that what it was, a one-inch cut? Yeah, it's a one inch cut. And that thing is mean, man. Like that it is little, but it is it looks like it could do some damage. Can you break that one down for me? Yeah, so so this one this one's actually a 
essentially it's a true fixed blade broadhead as well. Um, so this was designed before the before the Diamondback, and it was. I mean, it, you're right. It, it is a mean little broadhead, and the one inch doesn't do it justice because it it does way more than that. Just because of the the design by itself, because it still has the it still has the same barrel design as the original in the Diamondback, and it um I mean it's just built to perform. It's got the front and rear sharpened blades. It's got all the same um, bells and whistles that you have on the original and Diamondback, but it's just it's just it's just a different design. Um, the way that you could the way that you could probably uh, describe it is the blades look like a shark fin essentially so they're not uh they're not quite cantilevered but yep. they are they're just a little short in, in comparison to the original but they are um they're actually there's a little more uh blade to it so there's a little more backing it just won't flex as much as the original will when it passes through your bone okay so it's 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 still got the back cut technology it's got the airfoil system and the concave scoop design as well right it's just in a smaller yep. package basically yep just a more compact design that's all it is okay so move let's move on a little bit um from that one and let's let's uh switch gears and let's go to the savage mechanical now this one I know nothing about this one I just uh I saw it the other day at the office and I'm like I kind of want to learn some more about this and um you're the perfect guy to talk to about this so let's let's break down the savage mechanical Okay, so the set, the Savage is neat. So a lot of mechanical broadheads, you can't, they don't have the ability to be shot from a compound bow, a recurve bow, and a crossbow. So on the O-ring, where the O-ring locks into place, there's actually three different settings depending on on uh, what you want to set to. So if you want to set to to a crossbow, you uh, you basically slide the o-ring up further on the on the blade shaft because there's three little cutouts on it so it can work depending on the different speed variations that you'd have from those three different um sources essentially so so i thought that was very unique about a mechanical broadhead the ramcat savage mechanical is offered in 100 grain at an inch and a half cutting diameter so i mean it's right there with your um your, your fixed blades as far as diameter, but it's equivalent to the 125 grain for those but i mean the really the unique thing about it is that the only the only uh feature that you don't get on a savage mechanical is that um is the back cut technology so we do not offer just because it would it would cut the o-rings essentially so there is no back cut on the savage mechanicals but there is still the O-ring design. There's still the fer- same ferrule design with the concave scoop. It's a slightly longer ferrule just because it has to be the, the way a uh, mechanical is designed. It, it, it is a very neat little mechanical. A lot of folks have shot them on TIGs this year. Um, we've had a few whitetail kills with them. But being the first year that we've actually had a mechanical broadhead, I, I thought it was pretty neat. It's a three-blade. I've, I've got one in my hand right now. So it's a three-blade, right? And yeah. And um, you said there's three different bevels in the blades, which that's where I see. So you said farther up the blade is for a recurve? Uh, actually, the farther, farther up on the blade would be a crossbow. Okay, crossbow. Um, yep, so, so basically it, it, it basically means it take more pressure to kick the, kick the um, O-ring back off of it. I got you. So then is it crossbow, compound, then recurve? Is yep. the least amount of pressure? Okay, I got you. 
And this looks like a mean one too. I mean, inch and a half cuts, a three blade. Do you guys do you guys offer practice heads for this? Yes, uh, we have practice blades available actually for all the brown heads. Okay. Yeah, and those those are um, available. A, a lot of retail stores do pick them up, and a lot of dealers have them as well. Um, but they're also available at uh, Ramcat uh, Broadheads dot com as well. We sell them direct to consumer. Yeah, definitely. That's really cool. Now, do you guys have anything new coming out that you could share? <laughs> well, actually, for so for 2018, everyone loved um, lo- loved the fact that we came out with a crossbow broadhead. So we came out with actually our own uh, crossbow lacerator kit for this year. So what that includes is um, three Ramcat crossbow bolts. They have a half moon and full moon or half moon and flat knocks on it. And then it actually has three of the um, broadheads in there as well. And those are offered in 22 inch lengths, 20 inch lengths. And then you can switch between hundred grain and 125 grain uh, broadheads. Awesome. So that's the, that's the only thing that new that came out for 2018. Um, we do have some things in the works, but obviously I can't, can't tell you that today. <laughs> Dang. I was trying to get something for the, for the <laughs> listeners to, to look forward to. <laughs> there are big things coming down the pipeline, but I can't get y'all too excited yet. That's awesome. Well, very cool, man. I I just I love the technology behind this broadhead, and like I said, I've I've shot them at a good good distance, and they're flying so true. I don't have to do anything to my to my bow to tune them any different than I would just go out and shoot at a target with a field point. Um, n- now you got me thinking, though, if I if I need to shoot the Ramcat original or if I need to shoot the the Diamondback. <laughs> Honestly, I'd, I'd shoot both. I'd shoot one of each and, and just see what you think. Honestly, you can't go wrong with either. Um, I would suggest shooting, if you're shooting at a target, just, just to practice, I would I would suggest to shoot at different areas. Otherwise, you're going to be buying a whole lot of arrows. <laughs> That's what I'm going to have to do. I'm going to have to – I got to order some practice blades too. I guess I didn't know you had practice blades because of the ones I got are – are pretty dull. <laughs> oh yeah, we can we can definitely send you up some to to, to put to use. So so break down um this Diamondback. Did you kill any deer with this thing yet? Uh, I killed a doe last year with it. So how how did it perform? Where'd you hit her at? Uh, it was. I mean, it was it was a lung shot, and it she uh, expired probably. 50 yards from where I shot her just okay. in the middle of the field. So yeah, it was a, it was a very easy recovery. A lot, a lot of blood. Um, it was a clean pass through. So, I mean, it was found my arrow, found the deer, uh, quick recovery and, and filled the freezer. So, I mean, it was a very, very, very good experience so far. That's cool. Now, <laughs> now with the Ramcat original, have you shot anything with that? I have not. You haven't. Okay. Besides the target, I haven't. I just, for some reason, I, just, I was just drawn to the Diamondback as soon as I saw it. I liked the fact that it fit in my quiver. I liked the design. I was I was always a traditional broadhead guy. Uh, honestly, I did grow up shooting a muzzy, so I figured I can't go wrong if I just shoot shoot a fixed blade broadhead. And I was I was very impressed with how it performed. And I mean, it was an easy easy switch, easy transition for me. So I mean, obviously that's my personal preference, but I think that, um, I, I think that you should 
go ahead and test all of them and see what you think because it, it at the end of the day it's what you're comfortable with right yep and and that's the thing is it's i've been shooting mechanicals for so long now and it's like you put them on the end of your arrow and you just forget about them they've shot so true and and honestly i haven't had an issue with with anything i've shot it's just now to the point where i've i grew up like you shooting a fixed blade my whole life my you know when when we were growing up it was mechanicals were were a sin my dad said you're not shooting mechanicals there's just you're not doing it i mean he he's a simple guy it's 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 simple throw it on your arrow let's go shoot some stuff and i shot a lower poundage bow and so i always shot 85 to 100 grain thunderheads and the good thing about those were he would just buy me replacement blades every year and then you just slip those on and it's good to go and i watched you know, I watched so many deer fall from my stand after I shot them with those things. And it was just one of those things you never, never thought about it. You, you knew it was going to perform. But then as I got older, I started shooting faster bows and, and then it, everything just started going haywire. And I'm like, what the, what the heck is going on here? Why can't, why aren't these shooting like they used to? And, and then I started looking more into it. And then that's when the kind of the craze, like the rage, you know, they're, they're, they were the ones that kind of like, you know, here's the mechanical and, and here's the raise craze going on, you know? So I started shooting a rage and that's what I've been shooting and I've had good luck with them. But I, now that I've come across this Ramcat and I've put it through some tests, I'm like, okay, this is perfect. I have to get back to a fixed blade now. And I'm kind of, I'm kind of a, I'm kind of a, a product junkie. I like trying a lot of different things. And, you know, once I do find that, that, uh, that thing that works the best, then that's when I'll stick to it until something better comes out. <laughs> I, I mean, you ha- you have to do, Aaron. You have to do that these days anyway, because it's the archery industry as a whole is is it's ever evolving. So I mean, you have new technology coming out every single year. Um, a lot of folks get stuck in in their ways. Like my my father shot this, so I'm going to shoot it, and it's just tradition, and it's going to pass on. Because you see that I see that all the time with tanks, because everyone's going to go to the store. They're going to buy that bottle of tank 69 every single year, but they're, they're a little hesitant on, should I buy a spray this year? Should I try gels this year? Should I try something different? But it's the same way with a broadhead. Like my father shot a muzzy. I want to shoot a muzzy, but then they get a little hesitant and they need that little, little push over the hump to try new things. So it, it really is all in the experience. And, and that's just part of, part of the technology and um i wouldn't i wouldn't i wouldn't discourage anyone to try new things honestly especially when it comes to uh, broadheads and and things that'll just help your performance in the end yeah and that makes a lot of sense because in the things that we're doing the broadhead is essentially the most important thing um in our in our bag of tricks because if we don't have that tool the right tool to do the job then it might be an unethical kill or an unethical shot or, a, you know, a longer harvest. I mean, we don't want those animals to to suffer by any means. So we want it to be clean, quick, you know, ethical kill. And and the broadhead is very essential to what we're doing as hunters. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, if you're to think back in the day when in Native Americans, for instance, they were shooting – handmade broadheads i mean they were sharpening those suckers up as 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 well as they could 
with the means given to them and offered to them. So, I mean, if we have the technology to do it, we have CNC machines nowadays. We have, we have innovation that's years and years in advance to, to what it used to be. So, I mean, if you know the technology is there and you know these things can perform, why not just give it a try? I mean, it's yeah. Neat. Yeah, that is really neat. But, um, you know, we're coming up on time here. I want to I wanna thank you for coming on. And I'm also going to have you come back on here, you know, soon. And, and we're going to talk about Trophy Taker Arrow Rest and really break those down because uh, I, you've got some new products out there that it, with those that, I've never really seen before and and I really want to talk about those but for now I really appreciate you coming on talking about uh, Ramcat and getting some more info out there and it's definitely is not going to be the last time oh absolutely no problem thank you for having me Aaron. and there you have it thank you very much to Lucas for coming on and talking Ramcat broadheads and if you guys are wanting to know more information on this go to ramcatbroadheads.com check out their social media pages And also, if you could, go to iTunes, leave a five-star rating, leave some feedback, and even go to the Fall Podcast Facebook and Instagram pages, leave some feedback on there. And lastly, don't forget about the Ramcat Broadhead giveaway. All you got to do is go to the Fall Podcast Instagram page, follow the page. I'm going to make a post today, Wednesday, June 6th. All you got to do is go in there, follow the page, and tag three friends in the comment section of that post that I make. It automatically gets you into the drawing for the Ramcat Broadheads. I'll be announcing the winner at the end of next week's podcast, so make sure you tune into that to see if you win the Broadheads from Ramcat. With that being said, I want to thank everybody for the support. We just reached 300 downloads in three weeks on the podcast. I really appreciate everybody tuning in. I hope everybody likes it. Like I said, go to iTunes, leave some feedback, leave a five-star rating, and this is me signing off. legendary shows in the outdoors is on waypoint tv don't miss primo's truth about hunting wednesday nights at 7 p.m eastern on waypoint tv the destination for outdoor entertainment a life that has the stories to back it a life to be proud of it's a winchester life yeah baby six eight western oh, i'll be over there baby right there tune in every tuesday at 7 p.m eastern on waypoint tv